Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Warriors Report. This is a new podcast that we're going to be rolling out here. Uh, I'm going to get to what it is here in a minute, but first I wanted to apologize to anyone who might have been looking for the Wake Up With The Warriors game recap podcasts. Uh, If you were looking for them and unable to find them, it's because they haven't been being made. Uh, And so I'm sorry for that. The scheduling just hasn't worked out, unfortunately, with some other things I've had going on to be making podcasts late in the evening, and it feels a little disingenuous and kind of useless to be doing them the next day in this format. So I'm sorry for that. Uh, If anyone is looking for those, the good news is I will be able to restart those again come January. So you can look for those to be coming up for kind of the second half of the season. Uh, But in the meantime, and hopefully continuing even when we return with those, uh, I'm going to try this new podcast format that I'm calling Warriors Report. It's going to be a near daily through the week podcast. Uh, It's going to be short, just like I wake up with the Warriors, 8 to 15 minutes, just kind of a quick, heavy-hitting dose of what's going on with the team, any potential news, any um, anecdotes or, or statistical stuff that's come up in our articles on the site, anything that's going on in the league that might be pertinent to fans of the Warriors or even just NBA fans. So just going to be a quick rundown of the Warriors in the league most weekdays. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, let me know some feedback in the in the comment section on our website or find me on Twitter if you have anything that you would like to be done differently here. Otherwise, enjoy. So first off, We need to talk about, obviously, the most exciting storyline for the Warriors this season, which is certainly Eric Paschal. Paschal has been so far and above what the Warriors expected when they drafted him 41st overall in the 2019 draft. I think it's safe to say that right now he's close to playing like the player that they were hoping they would get somewhere down the road. And obviously safe to say that he'll get better. In all likelihood, he'll... You know, barring a Tyreek Evans slanted development, uh, we can expect a player to get a lot better after their rookie year. And he can absolutely be a player on this team the next time that they are competing for a championship, which they obviously hope is as early as next year. So I ran an article on our website over the weekend about how statistically significant Pascal's rookie year is. So he right now is on pace to be just the 65th rookie in the history of the NBA to average at least 17 points, five rebounds, and one and a half assists per game. Arbitrary cutoffs, of course, but that still is pretty impressive number. And if you want to know how impressive it is, the only other active players to have done that as rookies, Carmelo Anthony, Vince Carter, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Pau Gasol, Blake Griffin, LeBron James, and Carl Anthony Towns. But what makes 
Pascal's so impressive is the efficiency that he's managed to do it on. Uh, he is ninth of those 65 players in terms of scoring efficiency, going by true shooting percentage, trailing just Bill Cartwright, Magic Johnson, Adrian Dantley, David Robinson, Michael Jordan, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, and Shaq. Obviously, a lot of talent there. And, you know, there's only so much you can look at statistics like that and make any proclamations about a player or or have any predictions about the player that they're going to be going forward. But when you find yourself in such good company as that, it's a sign that you're obviously doing something right, and it's a sign in Pascal's case that he's simply doing things that the team was not expecting him to do. And it's kind of remarkable in his case that he's doing it so efficiently. First off, you just don't expect rookies to be efficient scorers. But he hasn't been the beneficiary of easy buckets. It's not like if Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were on the court and they were getting double teamed and he was finding himself wide open under the hoop all the time. The way that we've seen, you know, some Warriors players have extremely efficient years that you know, sure, they deserve some credit, but it's largely just a function of the offense. That hasn't been the case for Pascal. He's creating so much of his own offense. He's going one-on-one, and his three-pointer hasn't fallen yet, which you could look at as as a downside that he's only shooting 26.5% from beyond the arc. But if you want to take a more optimistic approach, you have a rookie who is shooting notably above league average efficiency, even though he's been really bad shooting shooting from beyond the arc. Uh, so that's kind of gives some optimism as to the player that he can be. Um, the question for him is, is how much can he take this role that he is playing now and kind of maximize his value in future years when he's obviously going to have a smaller role, you know, as early as, well, as early as later on in the season, but certainly next year, when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green will all be healthy, D'Angelo Russell will, assuming he hasn't been traded, he'll be healthy. Uh, there are going to be a lot fewer touches for Pascal, a lot fewer minutes. Even if he does slide in and start at small forward, he's going to have a smaller role, and he's going to be counted on to do some more of those Draymondian Green things to have more of an impact on defense, to have more of an impact passing the ball, setting screens, doing those little intangibles. And... That, I think, is the most exciting and interesting part of the season for the Warriors is not only looking at Pascal's development, but looking at how he can potentially take that development and take that player he is and the success that he's had and kind of meld it into something that the team needs when they're no longer one of the worst teams in the league. So Jordan Poole speaking of rookies, had a little bit of a breakout game um, the other day when he went five of six on threes, had 20 points, which which tied his career high, but 20 points on just 10 shots in that loss to the Miami Heat. Uh, he followed it up, of course, against the Magic, where he went 0 of 8 from field, 0 of 4 on threes, had just one point, no rebounds, no assists. So, uh, consistency certainly still the name of the game for, for young Jordan Poole, and, and that's to be expected. He's only played 21 games in his career. But that Miami game proved the player that the Warriors 
are excited to potentially have down the road. Uh, he was so efficient, not just shooting the three-pointer well, but he got to the free throw line, took six free throws. He made five of them. He was aggressive. He was able to 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 get to the rim. He was able to get open for his threes. A little bit of everything offensively. And for the Warriors, that is what they're hoping to see somewhere down the road. Obviously, he's a little bit of a long-term prospect. We'll have to see how he can how he can develop that further. But but just like I said, that Pascal's development into a player that can fit a great Warriors team next year and the year after is the biggest storyline of the year. Uh, you know, Jordan Poole's ability to do the same, even though he's not as good of a player as Pascal right now, um, his ability to do that, that's, you know, the secondary storyline right now of the season is how well can he develop and can he become that player that the team is clearly counting on um, for next year. Obviously, he'll need to have some more of those five for six shooting nights from beyond the arc, still shooting just 25.9% from three-point range. And for a player who whose jump shot is supposed to be his greatest attribute, obviously the Warriors are going to need to see more out of that. Um, but again, still just 21 games. I think it's safe to say his jumper will come around. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if if he can build on what is potentially a critical bench role for him on next year's Warriors team. Uh, so Kevon Looney is returning. I'm recording this before the Warriors game against the Hawks, which will determine who has the worst record in the league. Exciting stuff. Um, but Kevon Looney is finally returning. He hasn't played since opening night when he played just half of the game before leaving. Um... Above all else, it's just good to see Looney back. He was playing so well last year, and you hate to see a player miss time with an injury, but you really hate to see it be something nerve-related as it was with Looney. And Obviously, that brings up a lot of concerns, and, and you hope that they're going to be okay. So it's good to see that he's back. Hopefully, all is fine, and he can play out the rest of the year. But it will be interesting to see the Warriors' center rotation now. Um, Marquise Chris has been getting run there. Omari Spellman has obviously been playing well. And while you could claim that he's a four, the Warriors have been using him a lot at five, especially with when Draymond and Pascal are both playing, since they can both play the four so well. And then you've got Willie Cauley-Stein. So it will be very, very interesting to see how Steve Kerr plays those minutes and we're going to learn probably a lot about about the team first off do they favor Willie Colley Stein's potential offense even though he hasn't been that good and give him kind of the bulk of the minutes or are we going to see Looney as kind of the de facto center to help out a team that has been really just horrendous defensively and obviously Looney you know outside of outside of Draymond is I would say the team's best defensive player. The Warriors have gotten better defensively in the past few weeks. They've moved up to 27th in the league per cleaning the glass, which eliminates the garbage time. Um, That 27th mark of 115.3 points allowed per 100 possessions is still really bad. Really, really bad. But it's not the worst in the league by a long shot that it was 
um, so recently. So the expectations for Looney, you know, I think are to come in, rebound the ball, set huge screens, and most importantly, play strong defense and continue to, to give that team a little bit of an upward trajectory defensively. It'll be curious to see if there are any minutes left for Marquise Chris and for Omari Spellman. Um, if not, especially in Chris's case, you know, if we don't see him playing much in the next few weeks, the writing might be on the wall. The Warriors have until early January to keep Chris on the roster before his contract becomes guaranteed. If they cut him any time in the next month or so, that contract will not be guaranteed. They'll then have the financial space to guarantee one of their two-way contracts to Kai Bowman or Damian Lee. So as interesting as it is to have Looney returning to the court, um, what it really means is keep your eye on Marquise Chris because we're about to find out whether he fits into the team's plans or not. So that's about all the news for the Warriors. Just kind of briefly going around the league, Um, The NBA is currently considering some huge changes to the the season, most notably including a mid-season tournament, as they do um, in some soccer leagues. Now, it's unclear how popular that would be, how successful that would be, but one of the odd things about it is the league is is trying to find ways to motivate teams to actually perform well in the midseason tournament to make it meaningful. And one of the ways they're doing that is um, they're considering compensating a first-round draft pick to the winner of the tournament, which doesn't really seem like it would actually serve to motivate players since it's really just adding a player to the team the next year that could potentially take those players' roster spots. I'm not really sure why they would be incentivized to do that. So, but it's an interesting idea. We'll see. Um, You've probably heard that Carmelo Anthony is back in the league, playing for the Portland Trailblazers, a few stinkers of games to start. Um, But he has been really good the last week, even one player of the week, which was announced today in the Western Conference. Um, Obviously, player of the week is... You know, it's not exactly the objective, statistically reliable award that's really meant to honor the player who was the single best player, so much as a little bit of a narrative, a little bit of a feel-good, a little bit of a who was the storyline this week. So, obviously, Carmelo was not the best player in the Western Commerce this week, um, but he did play really well in three games. Um the Blazers won all three of their games this week and are, are finally starting to turn things around a little bit. Suddenly they're up to 8-12 and 12 and just a game out of the playoff picture after that really horrendous start to the season. Um, and otherwise, the league has just been kind of going along with Luka Doncic and James Harden doing ridiculous things every single night. If you're not watching... The marquee games this year, you, you certainly should be, even though the Warriors aren't involved. Doncic, at 20 years old, is averaging 30.6 points, 9.9 rebounds, and 9.6 assists per game. Um, just utterly unbelievable stuff for any player, let alone a 20-year-old. And James Harden, 38.9 points per game. Um, two years ago, he averaged 30.4 points per game, and that led the league. Now he's added 8.5 points per game to that. 38.9 points per game 
on blistering efficiency, 64% true shooting. Um, that's, you know, Steph Curry territory. He's had an amazing year. Those two, Doncic and Harden, have just been defying expectations and, and creating a really interesting MVP conversation between those two, Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James. It's going to be a fun one. So I think that about wraps up everything going on in the league, everything going on with the Warriors. Uh, so this has been the first episode of Warriors Report. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. Thanks for listening, everyone.